When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been looking forward to this. Been collecting, um, have it collecting, but not um, working on because that's not the point. It's a half-baked idea episode, a non-book world half-baked episode. Uh, for those of you who maybe missed the last one, last summer when we did these bonus episodes the first time, and we were looking I for stuff so, to yeah. do, and I pitched the idea like. I've got these half-formed thoughts about things that should exist in the world of books and reading. Why don't I just pitch them to you and you can react in real time? We had a good time with it. I think my best idea there was uh, something that no one should have invested in because it revolved around movie theaters, but basically, uh, <laughs> you know, the idea that there should be a little bookstore in movie theaters, right? So you could mm-hmm. you get the adaptation or related topics or things like that. It's just a merch, books that turned into merch, people like that one. Um, but we thought, well, let's do another one and we can expand it out a little bit. And then Rebecca also has been collecting a few of her own half-baked ideas. We're going to go eeny, meeny, miny, moe. We'll go take turns back and forth. I've got a few extras, so I'll, I'll group my uh, quarter-baked ideas at the end. Rebecca, does that sound like a plan? That sounds good to me. All right. Do you want to go from your strongest to weakest, or how do you want to do this? Do you have any order you want to go in? Ooh, do I have any order? Um, I have one. I think I have one that you'll probably relate to the most. Okay, right. All right. We'll start there after we take a sponsor break. Okay, hit me with it. The one you relate that you think I will relate to the most. I'm so interested. I couldn't be more ready right now. For people who work on the internet but wish they didn't have to talk to other people. Okay. Linked introvert. <laughs> oh, I like it. Okay. I liked it already. I'm in, but I don't even know what it is. I'm like Jean, I'm like Jean Ralphio in it's Parks and Rec. It's like um networking with as little interaction as possible okay. where you could just like, hey, you don't have to actually send messages and do the annoying things that people do on LinkedIn. Like I think this popped up when Bob was talking to me about a random LinkedIn message that he got from somebody that he's never met before, but who was, you know, following him for whatever reasons or wanted to talk to him about something. I was like, Mm. who does this? Like, (laughs) why do people do this? No one wants to talk to you. And if you're out there and you're like an avid LinkedIn user, I'm really sorry, but I will I've not not yet understood. Or, it's a, you're uh, not yucking their yum. You're trying to yum our appeal? yuck about LinkedIn. You're going right. the other way. Yes, let's yum our yuck. Let's yum our yuck. And I think it's it's. I mean, this is really a half baked idea, but this is like some way for professional people to just sort of passively be like, "Here I am. I'm a fish in the pond." I think a, the, the cool like, guy head nod, kind of like the up kind of nod, where you're just like, yeah, I see you. Yes. I see who. I, see, I got you. I know. It's like very tightly moderated interactions where like you can't ask a stranger for something. Okay. You can't uh, try to get a job by sending a message to somebody that you've never talked to before. You can just sort of put your life out into the world. And like if someone is looking for a person like you, they could say, hey. And then what? See, I, I'm on to to that point because then, then what do I do? So I, I've cool guy nodded at someone, or they've cool guy <laughs> nodded at me, and we've mutually nodded. And then, and then, then what? I think you do the like 
online job search version of a dating app, basically, of like, okay, we've collectively cool guy nodded at each other. So this is like we've both swiped right. And then you could chat a little bit or like send Mm. some information, but you could also unmatch at any time. And it would just be part of the way that the thing functions. Like, my understanding of online dating is that this just happens. Like you you might like talk to someone for a little while and then you unmatch them or they unmatch you if it's like this isn't going anywhere. And it's not a big deal. You don't have to announce that it's not going to go anywhere you don't have to like think that you're ghosting them they don't owe you anything no one is going to write a letter to ask a manager about it Mm. it's just like you know maybe it was a thing it's not so much a thing i don't know it's a very poorly baked idea but i i like it a lot i actually have something (laughs) kind of like it or orthogonal to it because i have a use case for this so i've been in portland for a while now i work in books there's a lot of other people in portland or seattle or somewhere close that work in the same kind of thing I haven't met a lot of them because I don't go out and then COVID and blah, blah, blah. I don't mm-hmm. even know who I don't know, right? So it's like, right? where are we? And and then maybe, but then the thing that I get stuck on is then what? Okay, so now, now I know the events director at Powell's, let's say, right? Someone I've authorized, I should introduce myself. I don't even know what's possible, but you should know I'm interested in maybe knowing what you don't know we could do together. Like that kind of vague yes, stuff. That's what you're yes, talking about, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. like uh, something that sort of maps, I think Facebook was originally intended to kind of do this, but that maps like, like who do you and I have in common uh-huh. that we don't know we have in common? And how could that person find out they know both of us and, you know, sort of do some passive or yeah. like less active connecting. I was this mainly came from me being like, ugh, I can see that LinkedIn serves utility mm. for people <laughs> and does some things, but like I never want to touch it and no one has ever like, boy, I'm really excited to check my LinkedIn account later. And I just started thinking like LinkedIn for introverts and then LinkedIn Introvert was too appealing as a brand yeah. <laughs> to not put on my list. It, it does feel like and I think we have the same sense of LinkedIn, I know because we've talked about it of like th- for me, it feels like me participating in LinkedIn is sort of like cutting my femoral artery and jumping in the shark tank. Like, what am yeah. I getting out of this? Right. Like, I, I'm opening myself to <laughs> like, a- people to ask me for stuff, which in right. theory, I'm not bad, but I, I'd like a little give and take, right? You know, what, what, how can this be useful to me? Sometimes I don't even know what I want it to do, maybe. That, that's part yeah, of it like well. every three years, I remember that I have a LinkedIn account and I should, for reasons I'm not, that I don't think I even fully believe in, I should update it. Yeah. With what my current job title is. And then I do that, and then I get a bunch of messages from people that I don't want to talk to in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see what I, I see. I see you're trying to de creepify the courtship yes. dance piece of it. I think the mm-hmm. piece that then you're still opening up yourself to. And then once you've, you know, let someone into your LinkedIn profile, you still have the same problems of like, how are we going to do this? Are people going to pitch me? So on and so forth. So I think that's, that qualifies. We can use a scale. That qualifies as half-baked. That's not just ingredients okay. sitting around. That's not ready to present to <laughs> Paul and Prue. Uh, but it's, it's also not a disaster, right? Put it in the oven I a little bit sh- longer. Yeah. Now I want a, sh- a crossover show where the Great British Bake Off judges are oh, the like Shark that. Tank judges. I like that. There you go. Um, very, very good. Okay, I've got, I, I guess... It's interesting. I have a couple in the social network slash dating app paradigm idea, which mm-hmm. I think is we're, one thing we're both saying is the dating app thing is interesting. We're not neither of us are interested. Don't 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 be creepy. We're not interested in dating, <laughs> but this idea of like connecting people for reasons and how do you mm-hmm. do that that makes more sense. Um, 
I'm out on almost all social media. I'm a very, very light Instagram user and an even lighter Facebook user. But there's still some there could there's still something fun from we remember in different situations you and I do when social media was fun for us in different situations. Mm-hmm. And I think in that world, when it was smaller and the nature of the connection was more specific. Like when we were baby book bloggers, right? Everyone we were following on Twitter was mm-hmm. book bloggers or something like that. And then you actually got to know people, blah, blah, blah. So the one I have is like Match.com or any dating kind of app, but just for culture. So you fill out Ooh, your profile. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like these TV shows. I like these movies. I like this kind of book. I like these kind of bands. And then I don't know how these algorithms work, um, but theoretically it could say, okay, people, here's some unusual things that you like that this other kind of person like. And then oh. you can always see all their other stuff. You don't even have to follow yeah. them necessarily. You can if you want. But then their board or their profile just becomes like something to look at. What do they know that I don't? But so, even we both like, oh, I'm I trying like to think that. of a so good, you know, like the kind of like Rachel and Bill Ray, which I, who, right. who else mm-hmm. likes that? And then what else do they like Cause, that I don't mm-hmm. know about? What do you think about this? I love this because it takes kind of like the most interesting parts about like discovering that you have something in common Mm. with a person, especially if it's a relatively uncommon interest or a band that people don't know about yet. And then shows you all the adjacent possibles of the things that, that you could discover based on that similarity. And I think you could totally build it on like the match.com paradigm of like hey rebecca you and jeff are like a 38 percent media match or just probably higher you're a 38 percent match for music but a 90 percent match for movies maybe what i'm really saying is what could i get letterbox d which is like a movies thing plus goodreads Mm -hmm. plus i don't know Bandcap, i don't or spotify that kind of thing could i put them all into one and use some like i don't know i just find that to be interesting i like that too and the ability to then be like all right well if we have you know like 90 percent of our movie taste yeah. in common then what even if our music taste is only 38 percent, like what else do, does this person like that i might discover that i like and then you know you can maybe like you create more overlap or you take those new discoveries out to your social circle of influence yeah. i i like this i would totally use this thing I especially like i because, would too like, I'm in a place like you where I'm mostly off of social. Like I have like Instagram is the only thing really. Mm-hmm. I'm very I'm only on Facebook because I'm in a couple groups that that's like the only thing that the people will use. I have one foot out the door on Instagram, I think. Like mm-hmm. we'll see how the election goes. Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. I'm curious to hear about that. <laughs> um but I would I, and but I'm in a place where like with media discovery of all sorts I'm not using like broad internet stuff to find like new music or to find the shows that I watch or the mm-hmm. movies that I stream. It's all stuff that is almost almost entirely stuff that's recommended to me directly by people that I trust, whether it's coworkers or friends yes. and some way to get that to like make the circle bigger right. of those things would be interesting. Maybe we could sort of marry some of that mm. with like with the previous idea about like, who do you have in common that you could do things with where it could be like, Hey, That's I'm going to use uh, your, your friend, Jeremy is an example. If it could be like, Hey, Rebecca, you know, like you and Jeff have 38% musical interest in common, but you and his friend, Jeremy yeah, have 75% musical interest in common. Have you met Jeremy? Skip your drip <laughs> that, you know, skip the drip. I actually have a name skip for this. The, skip the drip.com. That I, I have a name for this. It's called oh, Hi Ho, but it's H Y H O. So it's uh, and so and it's short for "Have you heard of?" Right? Have you heard Ooh. of? Hi ho. Mm-hmm. 
I've got. I, like a, I feel like this is a little more than quarter baked. Like I'm not going to go take this pitch on Sand Hill Road in Palo Alto or anything like this. <laughs> but I feel like if this existed, I would use it. Which is uh-huh. at this point, that's that's it's pretty close. I'd put this. I'd, I'd put this in front of Paul and Prue and say, "What do you think, guys? What, what do you think about this?" That's, I I will rubber stamp this. This okay. is at least half baked. Yeah, I like it very much. Thank you very much for that. Uh, <laughs> What, I've got while, while we're on. I have another sort of social network kind of idea. I think I've told you about this mm-hmm. one before. It's called Scoreboard. Um, yes. And all that it is is you can you find your friends or whatever. I don't care. You can find your friends however you want. And you know one of these things about social networks is people just make predictions about this is going to mean this and this is going to happen and blah blah blah. And that's all well and good. I'd like to know what percentage of my the people I follow that make what percentage of their predictions come true. Just mm-hmm. so so then the thing is. You make a prediction, you put a timestamp on it, and then at some point the timestamp expires, and then everyone that follows you has to vote about whether you got it right or not, right? Because you can't just make open-ended predictions. You have to right. say, like, at this point it'll be up for a vote Well, I was right on this. So then I, then I can know the people that are just goofing off and being funny and whatever, and then I can sort of see, oh, that's interesting. Rebecca's right about stuff more than the average. And you can see, like, a graph of your friends and who's on the, who's on the top <laughs> quartile of predictions and who's around there just throwing darts and stuff. Like, I feel like this would be fun. So that's scoreboard. Oh, man. I feel like you have a lot of faith in people's ability to weather the um, ego hit of discovering that you might be a person who's wrong a lot. You just, you just got the stealth application of this, which is get to people are wrong all the time, a little perspective. That's what I'm really trying to do. I don't care. I know they're wrong. Do they know they're wrong? And how can I prove it to them with graphs online? <laughs> so that's scoreboard. Scoreboard. I like that one. I had a similar idea for an app. This is somewhere between quarter and half baked. Okay. That's called Settle a Bet. Yes. That's inspired by like the tweets that I don't know if people still do this on Twitter, but people would be like, you know, hey, Twitter, settle a bet. I just said X and my husband said Y, like which of us is right? Mm. Or, you know, I think people do it this way and they think people do this other thing. What do you do? And then it would be, you know, like, what do you, I don't know. How do you make your spaghetti? Whatever the example gotcha. is. Yeah. Um, and it would accrue like crowdsourced data. But in, instead of being like live and in the moment, just from whoever was following you, they would have done some sort of um, like onboarding background research so that when you set up your settle a bet profile, you would answer, you know, like as many questions as I you see. were yes. patient. So it'd be like, Jeff, you know, like, um, do you put your cream in the coffee mug first and then the coffee or do you pour the coffee and then the cream? Wait a minute. People um, put the cream in first? Who are these animals? I got to get on this app. What is this called? <laughs> How many people do that? I do it, but I picked it up when I was a barista. That is wild. Um, and like, like the people out there that unpeel the whole <laughs> banana and then hold the naked banana while they eat it wait hold on who holds the naked banana? people out there rebecca they're just doing whatever that's why we need your you know what? <laughs> you and i had a version of this one time where you were like what kind of animal just leaves their laptop on all the time that's a <laughs> great question like, me 
That's a great question. Though I'm so, so things, old now that like now your laptops are mostly on all the time and they're just asleep, which is basically off. True. It's just different. I like yeah, this. But it could. I like this a lot. It, yeah. It could be like, you know, you'd answer, everybody would have to answer, say, like 50, the 50 most common mm-hmm. things. And then there would be more if you had more time to sit there and answer them so that when you and whoever you were talking to had the disagreement, you could just pull up, settle a bet. And like, if it was one of those things, you could access like readily available large data set hmm. of, you know, like, well, sorry, you know, 90% of people pour the coffee in first. The do, bet is settled. do you think... Do you think the results of this would show that people who do the 10% behaviors do them across? They're more likely to do other 10% behaviors? Or do we all have sort of a bell curve of distribution of weirdness, show title, um, (laughs) where I may not hold the naked banana, but I put my cream in the coffee? Or are those more correlated? Like the the, the 10% behaviors are more correlated or not? Mm, I think that in most people, we pro- I, my guess is that most people have a few naked banana behaviors. Right. And then there's the people at the ends of the bell curve who have sure. like zero unconventional things or a whole lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Here's most the people have a Which one of those would you prefer toys? to be? Oh, of the two extremes? Yeah, do you want to be 90% oh. of 90% or do you want to be 90% of 10%? Because as much as much this is the this is my my slightly contrarian take is I'd rather be I'd rather be the person doing the unusual thing assuming it's morally neutral right assuming it's morally mm. neutral mm-hmm. I'd rather be the, I kind of would rather be the ten percent person I feel like that says something about me I feel like it says a lot about me suddenly <laughs> yeah I'm anal- I'm having like a major conversation with myself internally right now yes. <laughs> about this I think that. I would feel weird entering the world as a like 90% of the things I do are weird and unique and uh, like, yeah. and, and that it would imply that like, I think I've figured out 90% of the things in a better way than other people have. Yeah, but like right. you, anyone who listens to this show knows that I like, I have a dose of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do too. like pouring, I do too. yeah, pouring your cream into your coffee first. I don't know why I think it makes more sense. It could just be a weird habit I picked up. You picked that up doing it as a barista? What was, do you know what the logic is about that? Why do that? It was just, well, I think in my experience, it was just order of operations. Like I worked at a Starbucks and we would hear people coming through on the drive-thru who would be like, you know, I want, you know, a double tall latte Mm. with, Mm -hmm. or like a double espresso with a little bit of cream. And if you were setting up your station for what you knew was coming down the line, then you could get the cups out and like pour the splash of cream into that cup and wait until the customer was ready Ah. and then pull their shots of espresso so the, so the espresso was the bottleneck so you're just doing it's it, yeah. it's basically like you could you can do what you can do to get it ready so that it, it's not waiting mm-hmm. on anything that doesn't have to wait right on and so now in my like home life i just do it it's like while I'm, I'm in the kitchen every morning the water is boiling i've ground the coffee i'm making a french press and like while the press is just sitting there for its couple of minutes i get out my mug and i like pour in a splash of cream and uh-huh. then i wait well this is related to one i have on my board that you and i have <laughs> talked about and i'd be curious to hear how it's different it sounds like this is more about like like small behaviors because the court of rightness mm-hmm. is oh, the court of rightness the court of rightness is to settle more ethical matters without any without any force of law without any penalty or result just to know who was right in a situation. And so my half-baked mm-hmm. idea is 
that this is actually a paid service. You've got to, you got to hire the court. This isn't just, you know, this isn't Twitter polls. These are people, we vetted these people, you know, they peel their banana halfway and hold it. Right. (laughs) Yes. And so then you can find out. So it's not about the law. It's not about what most people do. It is a court of people that sort of look at the case and say, you know what? You were right. It was reasonable to throw that thing away. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You know what? Given the information you had and the state of the world and everything else, yes or no. And you just have to sit there and understand it. Now, maybe that feeds yep. into your scoreboard.com profile about how many things you got adjudicated <laughs> against you in the court of rightness. I don't know. I'm just an idea man here. But I feel like you there's something I we need. We, we've had some professional things where, for a variety of reasons, we felt like what happened wasn't right. And we know why we had to do it and blah, blah, blah. And part of our thing was we just wanted to know. But, 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 but was it right? Was this the right way for it to go down? And I think I would like to have this in my back pocket. I, I was trying to think of use cases right now that don't give away the farm. And I'm not thinking mm. of too many of them right now because... It, I think they're the kind of things where you're really like genuinely upset or curious about or befuddled by. Like, wait, how did this go? Why, why is this person mad or why am I mad? And they don't seem mad and they seem fine, but I'm not fine or vice versa. Can we just get a ruling? And maybe it'd be help you just put it to bed, right? Just not, you don't have to think about it every six months and get randomly mad about something that happened 20 years ago. Just take it to the court of rightness, present your case and be done with it. Or know that you don't care that much. It's like, you know what? I don't even want to take it to the court of rightness. I can stop thinking about this. So there's a vetting piece of it that are you going to mm-hmm. shell out the hundred bucks to get the people to hear your case. So that's the court of rightness. I want this to exist. I don't yes. know a lot about actually how you would do it, but this is something <laughs> I would utilize. I would totally utilize this. I think that if you're, for people who think a lot about like, ethics and the difference between like ethics morality and what is like legal right in you know and what policies are and like you have to follow the rules Mm -hmm. like part of being an ethical person usually or often is following the rules but some rules don't align with ethics or morality they just are the thing you have to do in the moment and some of them seem ethically neutral but it doesn't feel right and i i definitely want this yeah okay court of rightness.org uh, is available if anyone else there has a little <laughs> uh let's that was good that was a good start we had some nest we had some we had some tessellating ideas there but let's take a break i've got one that will bridge us out that will come out of this so uh mm. quick sponsor will come back so i guess you know one thing we're saying is we'd like to know there, there's a little bit of a theme that's emerged in these is we'd like to we'd like to have some more information about people we may or may not know that well because we know people are interesting, they've got a le- mm-hmm. lot of resources and knowledge and capability, and we're bounded by, you know, um, personal relationships and maybe a couple of orders of magnitude. Some people are better than others of giving over the social friction of like, I got to find new friends or acquaintances or networking or just asking people what's going on. This, this one goes all the way back to an idea. I, I think I've had this one since I moved to New York um, 22 years ago. And I had a very small apartment that very often smelled of frying fish at night because I was <laughs> renting a room from this family that fried a lot of fish. And when you're up late and you kind of have a queasy stomach anyway, <laughs> it's not what you want. So I'd be What in, is this going to be? So I'm in cafes all the time. And I've got my laptop 
right? I mean, cafes all the time. But mm-hmm. if you're up late and you're drinking coffee all the time, you got to go to the bathroom, right? <laughs> well, you can pack up your laptop and take it with you, but then you've left your table open. This is New York. Mm-hmm. This is the jungle. You can't just, that is real estate there. And you've got to either leave something there or take it with you, neither of which is good. And so the move was always to look around and see around you who looks like I could trust them to be like, would you mind keeping an eye on my stuff? Mm-hmm. Just Right? You've done this probably in a very... Oh, you're totally. at the airport. You're in a whole bunch of different situations. Yep. And you, you always feel weird, right? You're hurrying through the bathroom. Maybe you need a, lot, a little bit longer in there, but you don't know if the person... So you're like, okay, you're not comfortable, and then you go back sooner anyway. It just doesn't... This is not how life is supposed to be. <laughs> So we need notaries, but for the physical world. You know, like notaries, you take your document to them and they say, okay, this is the right person. And we all agreed for some reason that this is a thing we need to do and we trust them. But we need uh-huh. that for like being out in the world. Like they should have like a special hat, maybe like a little like sticker. <laughs> and you'd be like, this, is, this person has been notarized to be a reasonable, trustworthy person. You can leave your, they'll give you decent directions. You know, they'll let you borrow your cell phone. If you know, you just it's it's it's, there, it's fine. If you're out there in the world and you need a stranger for something, this person Uh is available and we trust them. The Mr. Rogers look for the helpers, look look for the helpers, identifies the helpers. Yeah, this is helpers.org, H E L P R S, (laughs) right? Or just helper.io for this, H L P R, H L P R.io. So, I love this. Is there a helper like in every cafe or do you like pull up your helper app to find places around you that currently have a helper? I think these are all great questions. And when we're pitching this in Shark Tank, we'll have to we'll have some ideas for this. <laughs> I like the idea of everyone has a smartphone so you could know where they are. So I think th- seriously, I, th- I have thought about this. This is so sad. But, you know, like mm-hmm. Uber drivers, what they do is they, they, they'll turn themselves on to the app when they're wanting to do whatever. Right. So they yeah. they mm-hmm. have it on there and they're. So they can, you can turn it on. So like, especially if you're, if you're at home, that doesn't help anybody, right? But you're like, you know what? I'm going downtown. I'm going to the farmer's market. I'll turn on my helper app. And I don't know how you, I don't know if they get paid. I don't know if they get certain sort of like rewards points. I'm not sure what, maybe it's like medium claps. You pay a subscription to helper and then how many, you know, ratings you get from, you know, helping people figure out where the outhouse is at the farmer's market. I don't exactly know. I don't know what your motivation is to be the helper at this point. Frankly, I'm not even sure what the notaries, right? Offices have them because they need notaries. And so someone draws a short straw and they get the stupid stamp. And I don't even know Mm -hmm. how you have to become a notary. So maybe you could, you could fold it into the notary process. I'm not sure that's a government thing. I really don't know. I like privatizing this because then it can be in all sorts of weird situations, but you wouldn't necessarily think about it. Right. Um, That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I like this too. And now I can't remember if it's a thing I saw on like, a, you know, like a Netflix show that imagines future things or if this oh, actually probably a, You mean is this a Black Mirror episode? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it's it a is. Black Mirror, but like an app where like you would find people who would like wait in line for you. Like oh. their whole job was just like wait in line. It's kind of like a TaskRabbit, Fiverr kind, kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. But I love that you could like... With a, a privatized app version of Helper, you could like, you know, d- figure out who your favorite helpers are. Oh. So, and they could even be like, so I could be like, oh, John, the helper, like he's going to be at the farmer's market today. Mm. And mm. I've got to go to the farmer's market sometime this week. So I'll go today because I like John. Yeah. Maybe you're and- onto something there because you want to like them, ha- the, a place having a helper then might be 
valuable, right? So maybe the subsidy comes from the businesses. So like Starbucks, mm, mm-hmm. if you're a helper, for every hour you're in a cafe, we'll, get, we'll comp you a coffee or something like that. You know, uh-huh. the farmer's market, you get 25% off cauliflower uh, for all the helpers <laughs> that came today. I don't know what people buy. Is that uh, farmer's markets have sure. produce, I think, is my given, given they, to understand? That's, that's generally Mostly how it charred works. based on the media consumption of, of mine. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, yeah, I think this is the sort of thing you'd find a whole bunch of uses for it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, one, one, I had another example. Anyway, that's, that's helper.io. Um, what do you got on your docket left still to burn oh, through? Oh, it needs a name. Okay. But a, a source of frustration in my life, at least commonly before COVID, was waking up in a hotel room or an Airbnb and not knowing what the F to do with the coffee maker. Oh. And I believe that you have witnessed me in a couple of these moments. <laughs> well, let's just say that you're not... You're pre-coffee. You're not caffeinated yeah, enough to figure out how right. to use the... Ca- who exactly. who caffeinates the caffeinators? Yes, who watches exactly. the Watchmen? A great and point. I, right. And I've become... like This is one of my life skills at this point. Where like I would put this in a dating profile of like, I am a great person to travel with because I will 98% of the time figure out that coffee maker like in the dark mm. while I'm still mostly asleep. But I think that all travel destinations should have one universal coffee maker. Like that should just be the thing. When you turn your apartment into an Airbnb or you develop a hotel. Oh, it's like you the get electrical the... outlet. You don't have like bespoke electrical yes. outlets. It's all the same. Universal coffee maker. And <sighs> it could be, I don't That's care. Like it can have pods or whatever. Maybe it can adapt. Like maybe it could hold a Keurig pod or an espresso pod. Mm-hmm. Or you could put a thing with a filter in it. And like hotels could still make different deals with the different coffee distributors, whatever. Different companies could even make them as long as they all worked the same way. Like I mm. don't care. I just want to never again wake up in a place where I already don't know where I am or like what my name is yet. The, the, varieties, <laughs> of, the varieties of coffee bags and the, the, the things you put them in and the timing and the water. Yeah. And do, like, do I have to blow this one out my nose to put it in or right. do I have to gently sprinkle it like, in the water directly? Or what are we doing here? I think... I thought of this I think the first time in an Airbnb in LA a couple of years ago where um, we were staying with coworkers and I did not understand the setup of the coffee maker. And it was one where you could either put in whole beans like in one compartment or you could put ground coffee in a different compartment and like yeah. something was broken or I put the wrong thing in the wrong mm. compartment and it was a huge, <laughs> it was a huge disaster. And then it like bubbled over and it was 6am and I was cleaning coffee up off the floor and there was no coffee in my body. And I was frustrated and yeah. it was like, why is this a problem? Why right. is this even a problem? Right. It's hot liquid One- all over my feet on this stranger's <laughs> kitchen floor. What am I doing? Right. Why are we doing this? It's we don't not live good. Like this. One coffee maker to rule them all. I think that's a good idea. I think you could even go maybe one level less um, uh, uh, liquid, one one step away from liquid fascism. What you're suggesting is maybe (laughs) there's just like three varieties and it's clearly marked which process. Is this a one or two or a three? Uh, right. Okay. So then it's it's incumbent upon you. You can Google how to use um, type one coffee makers. You're on your phone. You can do that. Different price points, blah, blah, blah. People have preferences. But I think you can get to. I, I think you can get to a point where you're like, let's bound the possibilities here. 
of what sure, of what could I could actually doing here. I like that. That would be great. Or like if hotels can have pillow menus, which is a real thing, yeah. then they should have a coffee maker menu where I could be mm. like, this is the thing that I want. I want, give me your Nespresso. I never again want to touch like an off-brand flat pre-filled filter of coffee that was ground nine years ago. Thank you. So my next one is related to food. And rather from, I'm going, I'm not going from simplification. I'm going to, let's celebrate the possibility of abundance here. And I've pitched this to several people and everyone hates it. So here we go again. (laughs) So you're at the grocery store looking around, wearing your mask, trying not to touch stuff. That's what grocery shopping is now. (laughs) And you wander into the pasta aisle. Right, go into the pasta aisle because you're looking. I wanted some pasta. You can't just. <laughs> oh, get I pasta. know where this is going. You don't like this idea either. I know. I don't care. <laughs> Everyone's misunderstood. All geniuses are misunderstood in their own time. So are psychopaths. But uh, you go in there. Look at. There's not just elbow pasta. What size elbow pasta would you like? That uh, semolina wheat. Would you like it? Oh, would you? Like- the pasta situation is a wonderful bounty of choices. And variations, depending on what sauce you're using and what the preparation is and just what you like. Do you want this weird crinkled bit or this other slightly (laughs) different weird crinkled bit? It's up to you. Go crazy. No one's judging. You go to the chip section. You're looking at tortilla chips. Maybe two choices. You might get a round and a triangle. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe if it's a crazy (laughs) huge one, there might be a surfboard. Three choices. But you know what? Tortilla chips are great. We have the technology. I just saw it in the pasta aisle. Why don't we have more shapes of tortilla chips? Who knows the possibility? Maybe I want a round one. Do you see ta- They make Takis? Give me, give me a plain one. Let me do what I want with it. Give me the rigatoni <laughs> to put in my salsa. I don't understand what the problem is here. What, what, do people know? They don't want it because they don't know. you, you got to explode your mind. What if... What if I, I can't, I'm limited by my own imagination because the people, I haven't been given it. <laughs> So you've got like a rigatoni-shaped Dorito that you can put yes. guacamole inside? You do what you want. The <laughs> whole world is waiting. What if I want tortillas that are like, like a lasagna sheets? Who knows the possibilities there? It's his undiscovered tell me, territory. Tell me what you would do with some of these I would new eat them. shapes of potato chips. But wh- but how would the experience be different from what you have currently? Like why why in your existence do you need a rigatoni shaped? Why do we why do burden of proof? Just because something exists doesn't mean it's good. Why do we need linguine and spaghetti? That's a great question. I'm not sure we do. The burden proof is on the wrong side. But we're just gonna. I mean, you already called me a caffeine fascist. So if we if I start cutting down. The number of pastas we have. I'm, you know, but I'm saying we can have both. <laughs> There's 70 kinds of Pop-Tarts, Rebecca Shinsky, and three shapes of tortilla chips. This is not right. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, Who knows what you would do with a lasagna-sized tortilla chip? Who knows? It's true. It's true. Who, Who knows? knows? Probably not much. All right. What else you got on your docket? <laughs> I'm not even waiting for the judgment. I know. I know out there. I know. I know. I have something that also, I should have mixed this in when we were doing the social networking stuff Mm, earlier. That's fine. But uh, like the friendship or dating version of verified customer reviews on the internet. Oh, interesting. 
Like, it wouldn't be public for the whole world to see because that would be unkind. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, I can't go on... I think Amazon is just the the best example right now. Like, if you want to go on Amazon and leave a review of a vacuum cleaner, you get priority for your review if you purchase through Amazon and they're like, this is a verified purchase. So this person is actually speaking of something that we know they bought and have experience with. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And there are, you know, like... You know, when people join new friendship groups, there are things that are like, oh, well, Jane is great, but you should kind of know this thing about her. And it's not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Usually they're not even mean things. It's just like additional context. But sometimes there are things that you're like, oh, boy, I would not have started talking to this person at this party if I had known. Don't ask Jeff about the, how many tortilla shapes there should. Just, this is just <laughs> something you should know yeah. about him. Don't get stuck next to Jeff at the salsa bar. That's right. I, I'm looking around you know, for the like, right ship and it's not there. Yes. And I think that some sort of like it would have to be moderated. You could not be cruel and you couldn't make like claims that, you know, accuse a person of criminal behavior that's unsubstantiated or anything like that. But some sort of way to see like this person that I'm going to go on a date with or this person that I met through this thing. And I think that they might be a cool friend. Like, do I have any friends in common with them? What do other people who are their friends like about them? Like, Mm. what's the like, are they actually as cool as they seem? Or will they be the person who like never actually shows up for a thing on time? And that'll drive me crazy. You know, I would rather know these things up front. Like maybe we're still cool. I just need to have my expectations set. Or if it's not like rated... It is impossible for about a thousand yes. different reasons, unfortunately. Oh, yes. It's, but, yes. it's very fraught. Like, yes. what I would really want is the world where everybody gets self-aware enough, and, like, all myself included, where we all, like, can see ourselves clearly enough to, like, when we're meeting new people, be like, hey, I think you're cool, and I would love for us to hang out, like, once a month and be mm. buds, but you should know X about me, and, like, that's going to drive you crazy, you know, or you should know that, like, I'm never on time, which I'm on time. That's just the example I'm giving. Right. This Maybe this would be on me. your high ho profile. You could put this on there. Yes. You could mix it them all in together. Yeah. It is interesting yeah, like, that we're, we are looking for that yeah. second ring, that second order of relationship. <laughs> How can we get more information and relatability possibility to that, that, that outer layer, the weak mm-hmm. connection group. Right. I think that's like, not a surprise. How, some question of like, um, to keep going with the lateness example, like how late is a person allowed to be for a thing without texting you to say, I'm running late? Or how late do they have to be before you just leave? <laughs> like that's that that's be- going back to your earlier idea of, uh, is this okay? You know, the, yeah. the, the voting situation. Yeah, maybe you could roll those mm-hmm. in together. I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, boy, now I'm really getting weird. Uh, <laughs> the tortilla chips. Uh, everything is below the tortilla meridian you know, at this point for me, I have the, to say. The tortilla meridian. If I, if I had my way, everything would be a goldfish cracker. So if you had just oh. pitched me like goldfish, but they taste like Doritos, I'd be like, yes. So is it the size? Is it the size? Is it the consistent? What is it about the goldfish delivery mm. polygon? It's not a polygon, right? It's just a, it's just a little it's shape. Just, just a little me are are all shapes polygons now no, no, we're no, out no, of no. our That's straight lines and angles it's a goldfish it's a it's a goldfish it's a goldfish what do you like about the goldfish yeah profile? You, they're just i like the texture i like, I like the texture. crunch i like the you can just stick your hand in the bag and get a whole bunch and like pop a few in your mouth at one time it's so easy. one giant they're... goldfish even if it was the same texture and taste that's not what you're here for you don't want one big correct goldfish. Okay. no right. hmm. <laughs> okay Peanut butter filled okay. goldfish? I feel like that should be a thing. 
I just invented that. I you think that might that. exist. Or they have like Probably. pretzel ones. If oh, they, those are if, good. Oh, if there are pretzel filled gold pretzel goldfish with peanut butter in them, like someone call me. You could shoot some uh, peanut butter in like a pillow shaped uh, tortilla. If you tortilla chip could just like put some. But stuff who in. wants peanut butter on tortillas, Jeff? Look, someone ate the oyster the first time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry that you feel so universally rejected over this. All I'm saying, what's normal situation. to us, the, the normal is only masqueraded strange, the past masqueraded strangeness. That's all that I'm saying. That's all the, the present is. The normally of the present, okay. that's all that it is. All right, speaking of masquerading strangeness, I have told you this one before. This is, I think we should just do this. You go in for a physical, right? That's a thing people do, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. Same thing for your mental health. They don't have to be, the, yes. of course, not going to be the same doctor. You have two annual checkups. One is your body and one is your other your other part, the body and soul. You get your body checkup, get your soul mm-hmm. checkup. How are you doing? Do you need some talk? Give you a chance, see what's going on. I think we should all be doing this. I don't feel like I'm selling past the clothes here a little bit on that one. Yep. I think also, again, I like more choices, I guess, is what I'm saying here on the whole. So in your car, you're driving down the street, and someone has their seatbelt. You're driving behind someone, and someone has their seatbelt, like they've, they slammed the car door in it, and oh. it's dragging along the street, right? What do mm-hmm. you do? What do you do? You're driving behind them. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah, what do you do? I would... I would like probably try to wave at them and tell them. Does that work? I haven't had that happen in a while, but I did do it recently to somebody who had their gas cap off. Yeah, same idea. And it worked. Yeah, you could try it waving. Worked. It, it works. The other thing you could do is honk, right? Mm-hmm. But that is but honking, undifferentiated. That's like aggressive. There yeah. you go. Undifferentiated honking is not. We well need more kinds of built-in car-to-car on-the-road communications. Maybe yes. a secondary honk. You know, maybe it's more mm. of a whistle. Maybe it's more of a, hey, 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 hey. You know, kind of a, I want to let you know that there's something you should be aware of. I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad. Don't don't misread my one honk, my one short, like the one, sh- the briefest of all honks is like. The friendliest the, beep. Yeah, that's it. But you should have just something else. Or maybe or like, lights, maybe different colored headlights. Yeah, like you flash your headlights green. It's like, oh, so mm-hmm. they're, they're saying, watch out. There's something going on here. Uh that, you know, my muffler's dragging or, you know, my, yeah. my right taillight is out. We, we should be able to talk to each other a little bit more. The mm-hmm. tyranny of the honk has gone on too long. The tyranny. Of, yeah. Or like a car to car airdrop situation, but that's sure, just yeah. something's going on with your car or you look like a good time. What song are you listening to? Like, yeah, this you is check the thing their I think about profile, a lot. Like, you check their high ho profile. Yes. And then they're, people they're, who are like... Yeah. Rocking out. I want to know what you're in there rocking out to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd also mm-hmm. like you to know that um, there's cops coming up. You know, there's a speed trap. Flash my mm-hmm. flash my headlights red, you know, just a, um, or yellow or, or just I feel like there's stuff we kind of make up with flashing headlights yeah. and like the length of honk. And that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got. Like it's we're communicating true, with like the aliens. Can, like it's like the end of Close Encounters. The, you can do the speed trap thing. On Waze, and I think that Waze, like maybe, has a way where you can message like nearby users, but it does. It's not as granular as like being able to see yeah. who's in the car next to you that has their thing. Their, right, um, right, right, right. Or like you know, you're hanging, you're yeah. you're in someone's blind spot, and they're getting ready to pull over, or they can see they're signaling. Mm-hmm. Like if they started signaling like you're supposed to do, I'm just waiting for them to see if they're going to hit me, or I slam on my right. brakes, or might be. Some, but if yep. I gave it a little, hey, wait, did it? Just just so you know, 
The just so you know right. communication is the one we're missing mm. in car. I think mm-hmm. that would help with road rage. Like people would have, you know, one, one thing that people have when they don't have a means of expressing themselves, they go to anger. What if we had just a couple yeah. more things? A couple more things. So there yeah. we go. And I think, I think so. Um, maybe something built into the car where like, if you're going to change lanes, you have to use the indicator. Mm. Yeah. If we're trying to reduce road rage. Yeah, the problem with that is if you try to have to dodge a deer, someone gets in the street, you're not going to hit your blinker. I don't know how you do that. I, I like that mm-hmm. idea, but um, I also, I mean, this is not my idea, but I'd be for, you got to use a breathalyzer every time you get in the car. You got to blow on a breathalyzer every time. It's like turn on the keys. Blow the breathalyzer. Okay. Do you have any more? I'll run through mine if you don't have any more. Uh, I have one that's like just the barest of the ideas, but my dog's bowl is very far away from my sink and he's a big dog and he drinks okay. a lot of water okay. and i could solve this by getting an even bigger bowl but there's like only so big of a dog bowl I want wait can to i have. guess so what, what this I is going to be is can i guess uh-huh. or, yeah is it like a guess. faucet on the ground like a faucet that it's just like, comes out of the cabinet down there i was yeah yes like a pot filler that people have over their yes. stoves for their pasta pots but that's for your a dog good idea i like that one right like that just could sort of come out and like you know Maybe if you have a dog that you can trust, you could train them to like press a little pedal or something or a button that would release like a, a measured amount of water. Like this is actually a thing I want my Google Home to be able to do. Uh, like I want the because my dog loves water. He could not be trusted to just like fill his own bowl because then we'd have a swimming pool. But if it was like, hey, you know, tell my sentient puck that anytime this button for the dog bowl filler gets pressed, release like, you know, eight ounces of water and don't do it more than like every two gotcha. hours or something. Well, you, you know, Or I could just have a sensor. How much water is in there? If it's below the line, fill it up yes, to the line. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Because I spend a portion of my day either like filling up a pitcher and carrying it to the dog bowl or picking right. up the dog bowl and carrying it to the sink and then trying not to spill it on the floor. And I just want this to be easier. I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> I think you I think you can get I think you could get Kohler or something to make a <laughs> yeah. Right? Like we're we're gonna put a dog shower into a mud room in a house. Like why can't I just have an extra piece of plumbing that fills up his bowl? My dad um and my stepmom when they built on an addition to their house at a master bathroom and bedroom and everything. My dad is tall, not as tall as I am, but he's six one and my stepmom is not as tall. They have different height counters for their sinks. <gasps> Genius. I was like, you know what? There should be more of that. I mean it's I guess it's bespoke, so I don't know if the person they're gonna sell the house to when if and whenever they move or something like that, but like you know, I'm a, I'm a, you're, you're a short person and live with a mm-hmm. tall person. I'm a tall person. I live with a shorter person than me. You know, not everything, toilets, you know, all, all the yeah. kinds of things. It's all not really meant for everyone. Can we give a little variation, I think, would be all right. That I would be absolutely okay. want this. Yeah. Because, okay. yeah, all my kitchen counters are too tall for me. <laughs> okay, let's take what one else? last break, and then I'm really going to get you the bottom of the barrel here. We're below um, elevated toilets right now. That's where we are. Um <laughs> Okay. This one, I, I came up with this one in concert with one of our coworkers, Hannah. Um, and I don't remember exactly who, who did what with this, but I'll say it was shared co-creation. Maybe she was leading, leading more a little bit. So you're at Ikea, right? Or any Ikea-like mm-hmm. store where there's a, they're buying big things. It's a giant store. Could they have like a compact SUV or whatever the, like the, whatever the median car is in the lobby mm-hmm with the seats folded down and the trunk up, and you can see if the things you're about to buy are going to fit in there. 
Oh, Could you just see genius. that? What, what do you think about that one? That's it. That's the idea. It's not really a product. Yeah. It's just a, something they could have in there. Or Costco. I think... Will, all my, yes. will this junk fit in my car or won't it? Mm-hmm. Or even something where, like, you could take a picture of the inside of your vehicle. Oh, AR. AR. Mm-hmm. I like this. And it would map the dimensions. And then as you put stuff in your cart, you would scan it. And it would be like, okay, Jeff, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot because... A, it's a fun technology and people like fun technologies. B is you could even have like, you could even punch in your model number of your car and it mm-hmm. could say, this is how much cubic feet you have. Here's how it could go in. You know, yep. you've also, if you've scanned in your items, it can tell you what the cubic volume of what you've just bought is too. So like, exactly. How, because probably more people, there's probably unbought merchandise because people thought I can't fit that in the car. And we're most, mm-hmm. I think people are more conservative with their, the, what they can fit in their car than otherwise, right? I think most people have more room in their car than they think so that they'd actually be more, moving more product. I, I, I can't fit this sofa and this futon um, and this 78 pack of Tropicana orange juice in the car at the same time. Let's get it all. And if I can't yes. see out the back, who cares? Someone will flash their green lights at me if I'm about to come over into their lane. They'll just, they'll hit me with their green lights there. Mm-hmm. We'll all be safer and happier. You know, all the different kinds of tortilla chips you're going to be filling your car with, you need to know if you can get them. Can I get your Dorito flavored rigatoni it doesn't in have to bulk be flavored. at the Costco? It doesn't have to be flavored. It can be flavored if you want. I don't care. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? That was that. This is a dumb one. Super dumb. <laughs> um, back in the days when we visited people, especially around the holiday times, mm-hmm. the great Tupperware exchange, right? You've got this yep. and you've got this. You've got this. Tupperscore.com is <laughs> you scan in your Tupperware collection. Uh-huh. Okay. You scan it in there and it's worth a certain number of points, Right. So from there on out, you're not worried about whether or not you got the exact right Tupperware to the right person at the right time or they give it back to you. You just want to know that your points are even. So if, mm. if you gave Tupperware over to Janet's party and was full of delicious, delicious wagon wheel-shaped, tarita, uh, tor- uh, wagon wheel-shaped tortillas <laughs> and nachos, you don't worry about that one because you know that Roger is bringing over uh, a guacamole later. And so his, the minus two that went out that way, so we can all just sort of share. It's like a pool of Tupperware. That we all have and agree that would be ebbs and flows to the shapes and sizes, but you're not worried about. I, I've got to get my tupper. I've got to get my pan back. I've got to. Well, I've got your thing. You've got my thing. No, what's your tupper? Are you are you at zero on tupper score? You're fine. You're fine. If if you're a minus, if you're owed, next time um, Reginald brings something over to eat, you just keep it. That's mine now until someone borrows it or takes it away. Tupperscore.com. <laughs> it's Tupperware socialism. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I like this because I have home Tupperware and Tupperware that I will put things in to take to people's houses that I don't care if never what? comes back to me. Do you put naked bananas in there? Wait, what? You <laughs> you have you have strat you have tu- in home Tupperware stratification. What I you, do? You, what what? Uh, um, wait, I don't do an, think do this is that uncommon. Do we have another hour to talk about this? Wait, you, you, have, you have like guest Tupperware? Now, is it like guest tiles I mean, where they're better or is it shankier? It's got like the stain from the tomato sauce in that <laughs> no, one time? it's definitely shankier. It's like, <laughs> oh, you, there's, you know, 
there's the good like heavy glass food storage stuff. Yes, I understand that. I that. The Pyrex with the I rubber make, lid. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when I make spaghetti and we have extra sauce and I'm going to put it in the freezer and then there's like my friend is sick and I'm taking them oh, spaghetti okay. sauce. I thought it was like different different plastic containers. You're talking about the actual good stuff. Not okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, no, that's like, a the, different category. I hear. Yeah, yeah the good okay. stuff is for my house. Yeah. The crappy stuff is for I love you and I'm bringing you food, but I don't trust you to give me back my good container. Do you think or your I don't, Do you think your net Tupper score is plus or minus at this point? If you had to get, if we asked the court of rightness, what Rebecca's net Tupperware score? Have you given oh, away more Tupperware or you've received more Tupperware? I have given away more Tupperware. See, everyone thinks that, but where is it all going? We just we would know if we had TupperScore.com. <laughs> we would. It's probably an 80-20 situation. Like twenty percent of the hoarders I, have eighty percent of the lost Tupperware. You know, and like some of my score is on me because I'll be like, "Here's your spaghetti yeah, sauce. Right. I love you. I hope you like it. Don't worry about the container. Mm. Like it's in a container that I intentionally don't care about. And some of that is." If you're like in a place in your life where I'm bringing you spaghetti sauce because you need it. You can't it, be you choosy. Probably, you can't be choosy yeah, whether it well, smells no, like no, salmon or like, not still. You're you going to get it what you like is what Rebecca says. No. I don't care. You're Give taking my stinky chicken Give noodle soup Give me a little Tupperware. credit. Okay. It's big, pro- part of it is like I don't want you to have to worry about like washing this or getting it back to me or whatever. And part of it is like this is probably just not coming back. Like I for sure have Tupperware that I did not buy. Like that made its way into my house and that I just inherited. And every now – like this happens with our coworkers. Amanda like Mm -hmm. food travels between our houses frequently and like it's not uncommon for one of us to be in the other one's kitchen and be like oh here's my Tupperware from that last time maybe what you should do is relates to your coffee pot idea which like your friend group should just agree on this is the Tupperware set we're all gonna buy so it's all interchangeable (laughs) because that's the other thing right yeah then you get Tupperware lid fragmentation and it's like it's like the right sort of the right color but it's like two centimeters too small or too big mm-hmm. and then no one's happy with that so this is oh you know what we can marry your idea about ikea sizing oh. with tupperware sizing because i have terrible spatial skills and like routinely we're, we're finishing dinner in my house and i grab the wrong size tupperware for the leftovers mm. that i have like it's to the point where probably bob should just be in charge of packaging all the leftovers but bob is so delighted by watching me like either <laughs> get something that's that's to his eye clearly way too small for all that leftover sauce <laughs> or way too big for what I have left that like he just sort of like now it's a bit you know yes. like I'm gonna do the leftovers and he's gonna watch me and there's an 80% chance that I picked the wrong size it's like Mr. So, Bean like watching Mr. Bean figure <laughs> out what to do with the leftover mashed potatoes <laughs> absolutely yeah. so I need a thing like that I could point my phone at yes. and it would say like here's the Tupperware that you need for that leftover <laughs> soup <laughs> I really I cannot, like this. I, like I can't that. look at the Dutch oven and what's left in it and translate that to like a square Tupperware situation. I'm I just not as good it. as that either. I think I've the hack I have. I just always use Tupperware that's categorically too big. Like there's mm. like the the one piece of broccoli that goes in like the quart Tupperware <laughs> that I'm going to make some kid eat in two days. That's the, I mean that's a way to do it. It. Yeah. Helps the failure rate. But if we had TupperScore, if we had, if TupperScore.com's new AR app, we would know <laughs> how much we could get in there. I've got a couple more, but th- we got to end there. That's that's the, that's a, a good place to end. Oh, you had something else? I have a question about oh. the origin of TupperScore. Have you been wronged by Tupperware stealers? No. Well, how would I know without TupperScore.com, <laughs> for example? I mean, just to start there. Okay. Um, no, but we had... <laughs> 
it's still rattling <laughs> around in our Tupperware armada somewhere, you know, like your your mm-hmm. your flotilla of Tupperware choices. There's like a really unusual Tupperware thing. I don't even know. It's probably bespoke for some particular item. I don't like tamales or something that someone brought at some point, but I don't know whose it is. Mm. So I would be very willing to drive across town just so I could stop wondering about it. And it doesn't it doesn't nest properly with our Tupperware. So oh. it's like, you know, it's like the win, one weird shape that's in there. I mean, I think the court of rightness would say I'm okay to throw it away after two years, right? They'd say, okay, totally. you've tried it, you've asked. It was probably, they don't even know it was there. Maybe it was their oddball piece of Tupperware that they were using because you know what? I can leave it at Jeff's house like Rebecca Shinsky takes the shanky under, underwear, Tupperware, <laughs> takes a shanky Tupperware over the other house. I'm going to take this one that's the tamale shape. Like it's like just for corn on the cob. It's to hold one piece of corn. I don't know what you're supposed to do with that, but it's sitting there and I feel a moral obligation to hold on to it. And like little orphan Annie, someone's going to bring the other half of the locket. They're going to say, hey, do you have anything that fits this lid? And I'm like, I've got it. You've been, you've been throwing away corn on the cob for two years because you had nowhere to put it. I feel like when you have your annual soul check, you should probably mention Tupper score. Really, it's the origin story. It's like Batman. It's not the costume. It's why you're wearing the costume that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Rebecca, we'll talk we to you. We learn so much about each other on these episodes. All right. Open up your bear document right now. Get it ready for Half-Baked Ideas 2021. Shoot us an email, okay. podcast at bookriot.com. If you like any of these, or if you know of similar products that actually exist, especially the tortilla shapes. Um, I would take links to unusual tortilla shapes. I don't want flavors. I want bear. I, I, want, I want the strata upon which to build my empire. Um, bookriot.com slash listen. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>